1: You are seeing Mr. McLean, an 82-year-old Caucasian gentleman who is here for a follow-up of his recent labs. He's driven here himself, and he's quite active. He's engaged in community and family activities, and despite the osteoarthritis in his knees and hips, he continues to walk two miles a day a few times a week. He has a few other conditions, including a history of basal cell cancers, and for this he's followed by dermatology. He has no other significant conditions. He currently takes acetaminophen, 325 milligrams, two tabs, two to three times a week for his joint pain. He takes 81 milligrams of aspirin per day because he read it was, quote, a good idea, end quote. He's been on pravastatin daily for, quote, a long time, end quote, because he he was told once that his cholesterol was high. Mr. McLean has never smoked, drinks a few beers a week, and golfs uh, quite regularly. His labs today show that his comprehensive metabolic profile is normal, Um, his glucose is normal, his lipids show a total cholesterol of 210, an LDL of 145, an HDL of 45, and triglycerides of 134. During the course of the visit, he asks, do I really need to be on this cholesterol medicine? It's my only prescription, and I feel pretty good. I would love to stop taking it. Hi, this is Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. And joining me today is Susan Feeney, assistant professor in the Graduate School of Nursing and coordinator of the Family Nurse Practitioner and Adult Primary Care Programs at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Thanks for coming today, Susan. My pleasure. So Mr. McLean sounds like a wonderful patient. Um, how do we answer his question? What are the current recommendations for primary and secondary prevention of cardiovascular disease in our patients? Well,
2: um, currently, if you use the ACC AHA guidelines, um, they break it down into t- ages 21 to 75 and then greater than 75. And they look at secondary, primary and secondary prevention. Of course, secondary prevention means someone has known atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, um, and that is, you know, they've had an MI, they have heart failure, they've had a stent, they've had surgery, they have peripheral artery disease. If that's the case, then um, they go on either a moderate or a high intensity statin based on their age. So if they're 21 to 75, they recommend high intensity if it's tolerable. If they're over 75, and they have known atherosclerotic disease, then they go on a moderate, if and or a high if they can uh, mon- uh, ex- tolerate it. If they are um, do not have um, atherosclerotic disease, then we consider primary prevention and we look at the, You know the the four groups. We look at how high their LDL is. If it's over 190, uh, they go on a high intensity. If they have diabetes, we look at their. They would go on a statin. Regardless of their LDL, but then depending on high or moderate intensity is based on their um, their overall risk factor and um their, also their age. And then under that, as far as primary prevention, we do the we we estimate their ten year risk. Right. So if they have a risk that's greater than seven point five percent within the next ten years of having a an event related to the atherosclerotic disease, um, then they Recommend going on a statin. So, uh, primary prevention for people his age, um, it's really listed as well, you can up to 79, you can use the risk calculator, and then you need to look at risk benefit. The truth is, when they did all these, when they looked at all the randomized controlled trials, there weren't a lot of people who were over 75 that they looked at in these trials. And so, they did feel they had uh, good data on secondary prevention for people over 75. But people for primary prevention who did not, the the, the people who don't have heart disease, what's the benefit for them? Mm -hmm. So it really was left as use the calculator and then look at the risk benefit. So it was really sort of a dark hole. And so we have all these people. You know, you go into a nursing home and you look at people in their 80s, they're still on statins. So this is a dilemma.
1: Well, and I think they were all started, you know, years and years ago. Absolutely. Probably back in the late 80s or early 90s, sure. um, because people thought it was a good idea. Now, a we have very little data that shows there's benefit, and b um, the data we, we we do have doesn't always apply to to people his age. All right, so so we have good idea of what we should be doing for primary and secondary prevention for those under 75 and over 75. Um, what are we gonna tell Mr. McLean today? Should we tell him to stop? Should we tell him to not stop?
2: Well, it's, it's interesting. There was a recent study that came out of um, Spain and they looked at a, uh, almost you know, almost 47,000 people um, and they stratified them into, and these were people over the age of, of 70, 75, 74 and older, Um, And they looked at them at. they only looked at the people who had no evidence, so primary prevention, no evidence of cardiovascular disease, which was kind of exciting. They found almost 50,000 people who didn't, at that age, right? Um, And then they looked at, did they have diabetes or did they not have diabetes? So they found, when they looked at the data, that people who did not have diabetes, who did not have atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, so true primary prevention, over the age of 75, they did not see any decrease in, in cardiac endpoints, so they didn't see a real benefit in having them on a statin. They did confirm, they found, that the evidence for people who had diabetes, that they were able to reduce the risk of atherosclerotic uh, events uh, up until age 85, and then at 85, that benefit decreased, and by age 90, it disappeared completely. So it, it gives us some, some pretty good data. It's, it's just one snapshot of a lot of people, but it gives us some data that perhaps there is no benefit for Mr. McLean to continue on his Pravastatin. He's he's considered low risk. And I will add that if we did a, although he's 82, but up in, if he was 79, let's say, and we did the atherosclerotic calculator, he'd be in the 30% range because of his age. Right. Uh, so again, uh, really looking at what is the risk-benefit for him? You know, we do know that there is there is a risk, although it's these dr- drugs are fairly safe, but there's myalgias. Um, there's a risk with high-dose statins for possible diabetes, but it's expensive. And is it really going to give him any sort of additional benefit?
1: Well, I, I agree with you. I think that makes why, especially based upon that Spain study, the, without there being good data, and without there being uh, a good data of a benefit in someone without diabetes, it seems like very reasonable time to consider stopping it. Um, what are you, th- speaking of, of harms, what do you think about his aspirin? Yeah, that,
2: and this, I see this often. People will say, you know, I saw this on the news and I'm starting to take aspirin. Um, they're really, and according to the USPF, USPSTF, Um, recommendations is there's really insufficient data to determine whether someone over 75 would benefit from an aspirin, uh, especially for primary prevention. And that's what we're talking about, primary prevention for Mr. McLean. And his risk at 82 of having uh, a bleed from daily aspirin is probably outweighs any particular benefit he would get. So I would actually recommend that he come off his aspirin.
1: Mr. McLean's going to love today's <laughs> visit. I agree with you completely, Susan. I think this sounds like a great approach. We can we can certainly offer him to maybe stop one of these and then stop the other. Correct. Uh, if he had an incidental stroke or a heart attack, that was probably not something that was going to be prevented by these two interventions. So Absolutely. I, I think uh, Mr. McLean's going to have a good day, and I think your 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 wisdom is is very wise. Well, and and again,
2: this is um, these are. Dilemmas we're going to see more and more as our population ages and the whole concept of you know choosing wisely when do we when does something lose its benefit or not or maybe add harm, which might have been beneficial at 60, maybe not beneficial at 82.
1: I couldn't agree more. Thanks again, Susan. My pleasure. Practice pointer. For adults over the age of 75 without diabetes, there is no good data demonstrating a benefit of statins for the primary prevention of atherosclerotic disease. Join us next time when we talk about the role of cannabinoids for the treatment of chronic pain. And for more timely, relevant, and practical medical education, check out primed.com.
0: Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine brought to you by Primed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the Resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME-accredited activities now available on primed.com. Thank you again for listening.